This is Give Me Some Truth. This podcast features appearances from Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and myself, Mitch DeWitt, from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. Here are your hosts. some truth. It's your host, Jonathan Jordan. I'm here today with uh, Clint Walkner, and we have a very special guest today, Um, a good friend of mine and somebody that uh, I've had the opportunity to work alongside with and watch some great things that she's been involved in. Um, Patty Gorski, who is uh, executive director at Make-A-Wish for Wisconsin. So Patty, I want to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Make-A-Wish and the story you guys have. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm thrilled to have any opportunity to be able to share the power of a wish with your listeners and and share about the Make-A-Wish mission. Um, I've had the honor and privilege of running Make-A-Wish Foundation as president and CEO for the last 19 years, but before that, I was a volunteer, and uh, I got involved with Walk for Wishes in the Milwaukee area when I was working in a different job, and it's one of those wonderful organizations where the mission just got under my skin, and I kept saying, I have to do more. What more can I do to be able to help these kids and their families during tough times? And... uh, Never would believe that uh, many years later I'd have the opportunity to actually run the foundation. It's a privilege. So in your time that you've been involved with Make-A-Wish uh, Wisconsin, and uh, it's been 19 years that you've been in your role, how many wishes has uh, Make-A-Wish granted in the state of Wisconsin? Well, since its inception in 1984, um, on August 15th, we're going to be granting our 6,500th wish. Wow. And uh, we're really excited to be able to do that. And uh, um, when I started, there were about, uh, just about under 1,000 wishes granted, just under 1,000. Uh, and uh, 100 wishes, a little bit more than 100 wishes a year were being granted. Right now, last year, we had a record-breaking 400 wishes in uh, last year alone that we granted, kids all throughout the state of Wisconsin. And can you go through a little bit of the criteria of, of what it takes to submit to get a wish? Sure. We grant wishes to children who uh, have critical illnesses, and uh, we bring hope, strength, and joy into their lives during really dark times. Kids are often referred to us from medical professionals who um, are all across the state, whether it's doctors, nurses, nurse practitioners, um, the treating physicians, and social workers, uh, parents themselves, and they refer the kids uh, based on certain medical criteria that's used globally. So if a child in Paris has leukemia, a a child in Houston, Milwaukee, you name it, uh, we will grant those wishes as long as the child is deemed medically eligible. So is there a certain... uh story that you can share with us of, of a wish that was particularly impactful that you were involved in? 
Oh, there's so many. I'm sure. There are so many. It's too. It's so hard to even recount. But I will tell you the wish that got me involved with. Yes, please do. Um, I was working in television in, at the time in Milwaukee, and uh, uh, I was the director of marketing and uh, creative services, and I was producing a, a public service announcement for our Walk for Wishes, and um, a young man was brought to star in the PSA. I met him. I met his mother. It turned out that uh, we would become very fast friends. Uh, it turned out they were my neighbor. <laughs> they live uh, lived five blocks away. My kids went to camp with him and his sister. They, and we we just like why didn't we know each other before it was pretty amazing. Uh, once I got to know Michael, um, I realized that. Uh, the power of a wish was strong because he not only had his wish granted at the time, I mean, we're talking in 1996, 97, he wanted a, what's now called a man cave, but it was a, a television, a pinball machine, and something in his basement so he could go and hide out. Um, he had had a bone marrow transplant and he needed, needed to be in isolation. And so it really transformed his life, and he loved the wish so much that he said, I want to grant wishes for other kids. And he became a passionate fundraiser. And really, until he um, sadly and ultimately passed away, he um, raised tens of thousands of dollars for kids' wishes um, to be granted. And his just. Yeah, well, I can tell you from standpoint, I mean, we wouldn't even be here right now if uh, there wasn't a make a wish because I probably would have met Clint. You know, when you sit there and you see the the way the organization has an impact. When we went on our wish for our son, Jacob, and our wish trip was uh, a Disney cruise and came back and decided that, you know, we wanted to be able to pass that and pay it forward. And we got involved. I reached out to, at the time, Nicole Williams and, and the group that was here in Madison and got introduced to Patty. And we started granting wishes through uh, the Jake Foundation that, that I run. It's a nonprofit, you know, 501c3. But our whole purpose is to pass through almost other nonprofits that we know are doing great work. And at one of our outings, that's where, you know, a friend of mine had brought Clint and Nate uh, from here at Walkner Condon. And, you know, we met, you know, we were kind of competitors in what we did, but it didn't matter. It was great guys. And that was where our relationship started was at my son's golf outing. And and here we are today. We have you at the podcast. And um, you think back to how those things kind of touch. You know, we had a there, there's a lot of stuff going on in the Madison area. And for those of you that are listening that are from around this area, you know, Make-A-Wish has a presence in the state of Wisconsin. And it's one of the, you know medium-large chapters out there, but it's extremely well-run. But there's a Madison presence here and in, in south-central Wisconsin as well. And we've got a, a team and a advisory group in place and some tremendous people. And I just, you know, a gentleman that I knew today that's actually on the board, Steve Stark, I know his son Caden has, I think, granted his 60-something wishes um, or sponsored 60-something wishes, and he's a wish kid himself. And found out today that uh, that that young man that I've met numerous times before was responsible for raising the money and helping to raise the money that sponsored our son's wish. So it really does circle kind of around. And that's one of the true blessings I know from being a wish family, but also being involved in the community and where we can put our time and energy and effort. So um, one of the things, Patty, I wanted to talk to you about today, because this is something that's of interest to people out there, whether from the where can I donate side and also to the um, how, it, you know, you guys as an organization, because it's you, you guys are, are planning and, and, and you know, raising the funds to be able to sponsor these wishes. And you have wish uh, grantors in place and all. That's a big organization you're running here and a lot of going on. But it does rely on donations. And 
you guys are a 501c3 and everything is tax deductible, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, first, you know, how that money that's raised is spent and what makes your organization different than a lot of the other ones out there? And, and also with the tax law changes, do you see any impact of, of worries of any of the giving that, that could be coming in? You know, may, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'd love for you to share that. Sure. Well, first of all, there's so many ways to be involved, whether it's volunteering, whether it's donating, whether it's donating in-kind services or airline miles, whether it's uh, working in your kid's school to do fundraising and outreach and that type of thing. Um, so uh, just, to, you know, in order to, to make a... Um, to make a donation, you can go on our, our website, wisconsin.wish.org, um, and click donate. But there's all sorts of other ways, other ways to be involved. Um, and it, the average cost of a wish is about six thousand dollars cash um, in order to sponsor a full wish. But it doesn't matter how much anybody is willing to give is what we use to put toward a wish. Um, one of the things I'm proud of is that 79 cents of every dollar raised goes directly to program, and that means it's going directly to wishes. We have a, a decent-sized team, very mighty. Uh, there are two people in the Madison area. There are 23 uh, total who uh, work all across the state, basically. Um, two are located in Madison. We have a couple in uh, Appleton and some in the Milwaukee area and we are the tentacles all throughout the state in order to not only grant the wishes and deal with all the referrals and you know with the medical professionals and and then um, assign the volunteers out to be able to grant those cool wishes but we also have to raise funds we don't get any um, you know government subsidies anything like that you can write us in through workplace giving um, otherwise we are uh, directly uh, we're a fundraising organization so we do many events all across the state as well as rely on the generosity of so many um, businesses and individuals who who really care about kids and want to make a difference in the lives of kids who, who are going through really tough times um, we do think um, you know that with with Make-A-Wish, it's such a powerful organization with its mission, and there is a face to every donation attached because the child's wish um, is what is granted. That's where our funds go. We don't divert funds anywhere else. It, it's paying for that. And so we think there's a lot of passion for the mission, and we are hoping that people will not stop giving mm -hmm. just because they're not getting a tax donation. However, we're realistic enough to know that, you know, on, on the other hand, there are going to be some things that affect us. And, you know, certainly um, we're concerned, but um, it's not stopping us. We've got as much, you know, work out there and, and passion out there to try to say you're making a huge difference. Don't stop because you're not getting a tax donation. So relatively speaking, between uh, now and prior years, do you think it's a... You think it's a tougher, um, a tougher time to raise money right now, or do you think it's a, it, you know, people have gotten kind of more philanthropic over the years, and so therefore they're they're more willing to give. I'll tell you, only time will tell. For a right. nonprofit, um, you know, November and December are the most telling for any of us, especially like from Thanksgiving through December. So not even two months; it's it's really a five six week period of time. If, if that's the case, we probably make a good meh, quarter of our donations, a good solid quarter to half 
of our donations during that time of year. If we don't do you know, uh, that, then that will be the most telling that, that we're doing. Right now, I'm not seeing it. We've got a lot of events, a lot of generous supporters, a lot of people who love the mission and are coming. So we're, we're running neck and neck. We're very solid. Um, but the, just the general donations that come in at year end where people are feeling charitable because it's the holidays, but also because it's the end of the tax year, you know, and um, that will yeah. well, ask me in December and then I'll, uh, December 31st and I'll be either like cheering or panicking because, <laughs> um, because I'll have a really good sense then. Well, one of the nice things, too, is your organization has done a great job of building structure to, to weather those type of situations and, and be there as an organization. And not every uh, 501c3 has that opportunity, but it's just similar to what we talk to our clients about when you're going to see changes in tax law that can affect you or you're planning for your retirement. Um, any of that is, is really, you know, have a plan in place if there are changes that could impact you. It might mean that in order to raise the same amount of money, you got to get out there and, and find more people than to donate if there's if they're donating less mm-hmm. dollars and you have more giving units. But whatever it takes to be able to make sure the money's raised so that every child out there that, as you guys you know do, any child out there that qualifies or is a candidate for a wish is going to get that wish sponsored. And that's something that I've, I've just seen through my five years of being involved with you is, uh, is what sets you apart from other organizations is you know, you don't make the decisions on who's getting these things. It's saying that there's a child out there that qualifies and we are going to go out there, we're going to raise that money and we're going to make sure that they have an incredible wish, you know, and, and the team that's involved in it from the, you know, the original process of even just applying all the way through to when you come home and they follow up with you. Uh, you you're probably not surprised there's a lot of wish families that, that like to get involved and help and then raise and pass that forward. So, um one of, uh, one of the other things, too, I wanted to, to kind of ask you about is just, if you didn't mind just sharing a story of, of something, maybe not necessarily wish-related, but through some of the people you get to meet through this organization. Because I know in Wisconsin, and we were at our meeting earlier, we talked about some of the people that get involved as athletes in the area, pro athletes. But have you ever had one, um, or would you, care, would you share a little bit about your experience when you had with Donald Driver? that I know he was uh, somebody that you're really moved by in his, his involvement here. Yes, both personally and professionally. I'm a champion of, a, of, of Donald and, um, and what he's done. He, For many, many years, he's been a, just a, a wonderful um, champion for uh, Wisconsin Wish Kids through the Green Bay Packers, but so has the entire Packers organization. Mm-hmm. And at every home game, we have at least two wishes going on, kids from all around the country, uh, come in and uh, um, we grant their their one true wish and one of my board members uh, the community relations director uh, Kathy Dvorak is is uh, our wonderful champion who really developed the NFL standard for wishes when mm-hmm. it comes to it and it's at the Green Bay Packers so there's a lot of really great wishes and and um, basically she meets with all the kids they get a tour they get to have, watch practice they have lunch with the team um, they see their they get their own jersey in, in the locker room and get to see that and it's really and then they go to the game and they get sideline passes. So it's a really quality, mm-hmm. wonderful wish. And I met Donald through Make-A-Wish um, while he was granting wishes for us. Um, and uh, yeah, He did a lot of them, I, I heard. 
Mm-hmm. Lots. And I mean, you name it, the, the, all the players do, and they're, mm-hmm. they're really wonderful. Mason Crosby is a wonderful spokesperson for Make-A-Wish Wisconsin, and has, he and his wife Molly have spent tons of time with us. But there's one story in particular with Donald that I'm, I just always gives me goosebumps and resonates with me every, every single time I think about it. Um, a young boy was at Children's Hospital in, in Milwaukee, and um, he had had a heart transplant, and his parents were waiting to get him referred for a wish till after he was strong and, and ready to, to go on his wish. And um, he was never going to get strong. He was in rejection mode. And uh, we, he wanted to meet a Green Bay Packer. And it was during the off-season, and everybody was out of town, and I couldn't, I couldn't get anybody anything. I just couldn't move that wish. And um, we just were on the phone. We needed to grant with this wish pretty quickly. And I was on the phone with everybody I knew and agents and all over and, and just trying to make it all happen. And um, between Donald's agent and, and Kathy and, and the Green Bay Packers organization, um, they said, I, I heard through the grapevine that, that Donald was actually flying into Milwaukee and had to drive to Green Bay for a doctor's appointment because he had hurt his hand and he was going back to the hand surgeon. And um, they said, well, if you get there soon, he's about to land. If you get there soon, we'll just divert him and get him to Children's and he'll grant that wish. So I, we just had some stuff in our office. I grabbed presents. It was, it was one of our employees. It was her last day um, on the job, and she was moving. And uh, we took her goodbye cake, which hadn't been cut into yet, and we wiped off the frosting that said good, <laughs> goodbye and good luck. And we wiped off the frosting, and she said it was honestly the best thing she, in the world that she, she ever had the ability to do because she said she granted mm-hmm. a wish with her goodbye cake. That's so and great. I took the cake, and, you know, and we, we ran out the door, uh, made it to Children's, Donald pulled up, and he went and granted the wish. Now, I was told that I should only, um, you know, no more than 20 minutes. He needed to be in, he needed to be out, and he needed to be on the road uh, to Green Bay. And Donald kept blowing me off. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, no, 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 Patty, don't, don't. And so basically I sat in the corner of the room in tears while Donald stayed with the family, and he sat with the young man and he read him his quickie books and he prayed with the family and Mm -hmm. they held held hands and they were together and um donald was just a hero he always has been a hero he's even a bigger hero in my eyes um from that that special day but that goes to show the measure of a man and the measure of the power of a wish coming true and but you name it you know we have all kinds of wishes whether it's you know, wishes to go on trips or, you know, Disney World. About 40% of our kids go to Disney, some form of Disney, and Jake went on a Disney mm-hmm. cruise, which was pretty amazing. It's one of my favorite pictures of Make-A-Wish. He's sitting in a porthole with a, with him in a T-shirt with the, the Make-A-Wish logo on the yeah. back, and he's looking it, out it at the sea. It almost looks professional, it's but gorgeous. It was, I think it was taken on my, like, old camera. I love and that when picture. When we sent it to you, I was like, wow, that really turned out really nice. He just climbed right up into that porthole. It was pretty neat. But, you know, and I think about around here afterwards, we got involved. There was a, a girl that did a, that we did a rock video, a music video for her and the limo. And, and there was all these in-kind donations from different companies. Adam's Outdoor Advertising had done a free billboard. And the limo took her right by the billboard, which talked about her premiere concert, which was held over at a hotel here. And my family went. There was a couple hundred people that waited as that limo pulled up with signs and made it look like she was arriving at, at a rock show. And it was so cool. Like, that was her dream was to, you know, be in a, in a rock band. 
So there's just a lot of great stuff that goes on there. And I got to tell you, even just coming out here today, um, I knew you were in town and, you know, sharing with our clients. I mean, we have philanthropic giving that all of us consider and we hear from different organizations. One of the things I always say you should look at is how is the organization run? How do they spend that money? You know, if it's going to give you a tax deduction and everybody has different organizations they want to give to, I know for me, Make-A-Wish will always have a special place in my heart because it's impacted me. But, you know, you're able to kind of bring that from a large organization to have people understand that there's people behind it that are making decisions that are saying, hey, we're going to make sure that we are responsible with the funds that are raised. And if you do have at the end of the year, if you have money that you'd like to give, come talk to us or, you know, and let's sit down and look and say, hey, is this, it, it might not necessarily affect your taxes, but it might affect your life and your heart. So, you know, keep on paying attention to that stuff out there. And I know this is a little bit different of an installment of, of Give Me Some Truth, but uh, this is a real special one for me. And I know, uh, and Clint and I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't have met Clint and Nate and, you know, made the move over here to what I would consider, you know, an organization that's going to be involved in the community and be involved around with people like you, Patty. So thank, thank you for you. joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. So we look forward to uh, touching base with you guys on our next episode. So have a wonderful day. You got a Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.